Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new edition of Getting Color right here on the TheBigVetoBrand.com. And I am Virtue, being joined by the man himself, former WCW Hardcore Champion. Can you hold the tag team belts there, too? Yep. And the tag team champion, Big Vito LaGrasso. What's up, man? I hope everybody's doing good. It's the B-I-G-V from the L-O-G coming to you live, baby, live for another edition of Getting Color action-packed, ready for attack. We are the Daddy Mac. Virtue, we got a friggin' stack show tonight. But first, we are going to do our sports update because I know people are very interested. And did you happen to see Tampa Bay blow out Aaron Rodgers tonight? I did. I was in shock because Aaron Rodgers came out smoking, 10 nothing lead, and then Tampa Bay put the clamps on him. And then when they put the second-string quarterback in in the fourth quarter, you knew he got he got an ass kicking. Gronk had a good game today too. Touchdown. Does anybody notice that Gronk was finally featured in the offense? And I think they did that on purpose, not to make him look like the golden boy, but that offense flowed when he was getting the ball. Kind of like the Patriots did when they him and Brady had their connection. I mean, yeah. I mean, and they tried not. And Brady, you were wondering what was going on, and you said. Man, I said, they ain't using Gronk, and he ain't getting no reps, and he ain't getting the ball thrown to him. But today, when it counted, because this was a big game. This was like a Super Bowl of quarterbacks. You have the best of the best in there. And, you know, it wasn't a um, – how would you say? It wasn't a high yardage passing game. It, it was more concentrated for both quarterbacks. But, I mean, I think Brady threw for three touchdowns. Well, Rodgers did the squat. Defense, the defense played like monsters. They were hitting Aaron Rodgers and in his face all day long. The yep. secondary was top-notch. Now, getting that, that was the game of the week as far as I'm concerned. And then the shocker today for me, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns, I thought Cleveland was going to hand them an ass-kicking. They did not show up today. Dude, is Baker Mayfield, is he is he really just average maybe? Maybe he's just an average quarterback. Maybe he just, maybe, I'm going to say this, he didn't get up for the big games, and today was a big game. for They could have made a statement today if they would have beat the Steelers. And I don't know what kind of day Odell Beckham had, but them boys, they, they didn't come to play today. Steelers have a good defense, and they're undefeated, so... We'll see what happens, but they're looking good so far. Uh, hey, my Broncos won. They got two wins in a row now. Woo. I saw that. The Broncos won. How did Drew the Lock Jets back too. I ha- How did the Jets do? Are they losing or did they lose? They lost. You're kidding. Yeah, Flacco's in right now because I think um, Darnold's well, Flacco hurt. was in. I thought that it was Flacco against Fitzpatrick. I thought Flacco was going to win today. Yeah, Miami's, you know. Looking okay, I guess. But, yeah, Miami won. Fitz Magic, every other year, he pulls it out. How about the Bears with Nick Foles winning again? He won a Super Bowl, you know. I mean, he had a good year with the Eagles one time. He's not a slouch. I mean, he might be a career backup. But, I mean, when he's in there, he can be good. And how about Carson Wentz losing today? Yep. And where did Foles used to play? Where did he win a Super Bowl? I don't know what to say. I mean, now let's get to basketball because I think LeBron winning championship 
him saying that he wants his damn respect. But what respect would you like? I mean, you're not six for six like Jordan. You want to be proclaimed the best basketball player of all time. You're not. You've been to nine finals. You're four for ten. I don't know. What do you think? He was labeled the king before he ever did anything. Jordan kind of had to earn it. You know, Jordan went to college, hit a game-winning shot there, won a national championship, and he was six for six in the finals. LeBron, sure, he's won four, three different teams. You can call him maybe the best durable player of all time, but he just doesn't have that Michael Jordan playoff it factor. Uh, you know, he, he had to run to new cities anytime he failed in the other cities, and he had to join up with friends. Uh, people could say, well, Jordan had Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. Jordan stayed put, and that team got great around him. That, to me, is the all-time GOAT. But you want to know something? If, if LeBron played in Jordan's era with the Knicks playing Nick basketball and that hard-hitting Lambeer going through the Celtics, going through those times, I don't think LeBron would be able to handle it. I don't oh. think he'd be that great. That, that defensive era, average. yeah, it would have beat him up. I mean, he might have been above average, but he would have struggled mightily, I think, because he would have had to been a damn good free throw shooter, and he's really not. He's in the 70s. He could have been another Carl Malone twin where Carl Malone never won a championship. Yeah, I think Charles, so. Another Charles Barkley. But he did win, and that's his fourth, and the Lakers win for Kobe. How during In the bubble, how ironic was that? It's weird. It's very... I mean, I, I was entertained by a lot of those games, but, you know, it was what it was. It's over now. Now we got the baseball going on, and uh, Tampa Bay gets all the way to the World Series. Wow. And they're going to play the winner of the Dodgers and Braves tonight, which is starting right about now. I think the Dodgers might eke it out. I do, okay. too. I do. I think that. But how about the Yankees? With all the rumblings and that, you know, that, that dumb call to start you know, the Debbie Garcia and then come in with Jay Happ and try to, you know, dupe somebody. I think the Yankees are overrated so bad. You know, they're not going to get a healthy Giancarlo Stanton. They're not getting a healthy judge. But when those guys are healthy, those guys, you know, they play good. I think the most, the biggest signing they have to do is to get that uh, Lamantia kid to play I think putting him at first base, getting Gleyber Torres at a shortstop, maybe getting Lindor from Cleveland would solidify that infield and make it great. I think they're catching with uh, Scary Sanchez. He needs to go. Yep. I don't know yep. what you think. But go go with defense. and He had the bat before, but not this year. So I don't know. We'll see what happens during the offseason. Baseball, the Yankees always spend money make shuffles and trades. They'll, they'll do something, but they haven't really been that dominant the last 20 years like no, they not. used to be beforehand. So Now, here, check this out. The JT uh, Rilamudo, right, from the Phillies, the rumor has it he wants $200 million. Oof, as a catcher? The catcher? How many years? I'm not sure, but just the fact he wants $200 million. These players are out of their minds. What happens is when the big superstars ask for three, four, five hundred million over ten years and all this, guess what? All the other players below them want one hundred, two hundred million, and it's it's ridiculous. Now you talk about players who want who need the money, right? Who 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 want the big money. 
How about we're going to talk football once again. Dak Prescott got hurt. He's got to play under the franchise tag again. He really hasn't won anything, but is he worth $45 million? Now that he's hurt, he's not going to come back at 100%. He's not going to come back the same player he was. So where do you put him? Exactly, unless Jerry Jones gives him loyalty and offers him something. But they could get Andy Dalton a lot cheaper or maybe draft somebody. But we'll see. I mean, that's what happens when you don't take those deals and then you're a quarterback and you're getting hit all the time. Stuff like that happens. And it sucks for yeah. him. At least he got his one year $35 million this year. Yeah, but he got $1 million. Now, it, there goes a lot to be said for somebody taking four years and $100 million, all guaranteed. You know you got guaranteed money of $100 yeah. million. I didn't know when $100 million is not, you know, security. I know. It's nuts. I'd take $35 million, but yeah, it's it's. But for those players in that market, more, more, more. That's what they ask for. No, I hear. You. All right, guys, we you know, we got our sports talk in. I think we're pretty good at it. You know, yeah. you know something, Virtue. I think. What's that? You know, sports is going to change, and I think it's going to change, and I think it's going to unravel for us, and I think we're going to get away from what we're used to in the next couple years, and I think it's kind of sad, but. If they keep this bubble concept for basketball, do you know how much wear and tear that saves on travel for all the teams? Yeah. And everybody just living in the bubble? Now, somebody made a point about LeBron not having to do flights, and he was much more spunkier. He had more energy. He was able to keep in one place and get into a routine. Everybody complained about it, but when you think about the overall concept of it, you're not traveling. You're playing ball. You're in one place. You know where you got to go. You know where you got to be. There's, you know, there's no outside interference. The concentration is there for greatness. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, it wasn't even playing field though. Everybody didn't have, you know, got to do the same thing. So LeBron was just better than everybody else. And we're gonna end it with the Knicks possibly getting Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony coming back to the fold, them signing. Uh, Van Fleet from Toronto, and the craziest the craziest Nick room I heard was them actually putting a deal together for Westbrook and Chris Paul, signing Anthony, having a big three to go against the New Jersey Nets. What do you think about that? I think that would be a disaster. They need to build with youth. They should just trade Mike Knox to Chicago to up their pick, I think, from the eighth to the fourth pick, get that rookie that they want, and just start building young. That's what I think. As long as Dolan's there, whoever the owner is, it's going to be a dysfunctional team. It's been that way for over 20 years since they were at the finals and got swept as the eighth seed against the Spurs. was the last competitive Knicks team I can remember. Okay, you got it. Linsanity was cool for a little bit, but that didn't last long. But, yes, AEW, one-year anniversary for Dynamite. And I'll tell you, I watched the show, and it didn't seem like anything special. A lot of wrestling, a lot of choreographed wrestling. So I don't know if you caught Dynamite this week or if you caught any clips from the matches. But what do you have to say anything about AEW this week during their one-year Dynamite anniversary? Guys, I see some of the matches on there, and they are so choreographed. And they wait for to-do planches. The guys are standing there, 
in the middle of the ring waiting for guys to dive on each other. Why? Nobody knows the concept of how to work anymore. And when you got to wait there to do these high spots, you expose the business more than ever. I can't stand it. I hate it. It makes it look so amateurish. It's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, and they have, you know, Eddie Kingston beating up Moxley at the end of the show. He already lost to Moxley. Now we have to believe he's going to be a credible number one contender, you know, straight. An indie guy straight off the indies getting two title shots in less than a month. I don't think Eddie Kingston is that good of a wrestler, to be honest with you. So, I mean, he's older now, you know, and it is what it is. But any thoughts? you think any of these guys, when are we going to start seeing AEW wrestlers not re-sign with them and go back to WWE or go somewhere else? Well, is that going to happen at some point? A little rumor I heard, that is a small rumor, that Vince McMahon actually wants John Moxley back. And it's going to let him have creative control and pay him a crap load of money. That's the little birdie I heard. And uh, I'm not sure of how long of a deal Moxley signed, but they need him more than he needs them. And he could possibly rake, you know, Randy Orton money of four or five million a year. I mean, what do you think about that? They got to go, you know, if he can be able to create uh, his own content and or contribute at least, um, and he knows he can do that, that's something CM Punk always wanted and why he never came back. So it would be interesting if they did that with anybody. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt right now as a rumor. But, right. yeah, that would be interesting, Vito. Now, did you see Miro on AEW miss his Cobra clutch or his camel clutch and the guy selling with the friggin' missed grip? No, I missed that. that. I, yeah, I, I missed that. No, I missed that, but I believe it. So, and they actually, wow. They caught it on film. They caught the tape of it, and he how was do you miss, How do you watch that? And the guy was selling with no hole. Wow. Interesting. That's I mean, AEW for you, though. That's good journalism from the BIGV, from the LOG, because you are, you know, and Aaron Rip kind of missed that, and I'm bringing it to light here on Getting Color. Well, you'll have to share that photo with me. Yeah, I usually catch botches like that, or the internet usually does, and then it shows up in my feed, but that one passed me by. Uh, let's move over to Raw. Uh, you know it's been scrapped, and, and I think it's because it's so many people in a closed quarter you know, area because of COVID-19 issues, I, or is it just because it's a failed attempt? You kind of liked it. Raw Underground, is it going to end, end up coming back? Is this just scrapped because too many people were in the closed quarters? And they don't want to, you know, for the, because I thought everyone there was tested anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But what's your thoughts on Raw Underground being done? I think they scrapped it because of the COVID. Because if that was uh, like a, at a different time with no COVID, no nothing, I think they could have put something good in place. I thought it had legs and I thought it was going to be something good. But they scrapped it for whatever reason. Let's say it's for COVID reasons, not for anything else. And we'll put leave it at that. You know, like like I say, I'm getting color. We don't sit here to bury the WWE or anybody. We just call it like we see it. We give the WWE benefit of the doubt. They scrapped it because of the COVID. I thought it was a good concept. Something different, something new. And you know what? Who's, who's not to say a guy like Lars Sullivan, who seems not to have his head straight when it comes to social media, but a guy like that 
can't be a monster in the underground and just be an ass kicker. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to build up some people that way, but some fans didn't like it because it wasn't their true wrestling. But of course, they're going to complain. That's what fans like to do. But I just thought that was interesting. And yeah, I'll agree with you. I think it was because it was for the COVID reasons and trying to keep people more scattered out because they, they did have a lot of people in close quarters, even though they're supposedly all tested for those segments. So it'll be interesting to see if Shane McMahon comes back on television then since he was the main part of that. They kind of just, it just stopped. No explanation. Just no. the WWE. But uh, let's move on. John Cena. He's married again. Not to Nikki Bella, but I think her name is Shay. Um, it was a private ceremony. And a lot of news came out with Cena recently. He's married. He's now the voice of Honda, which is showing you just how big he's getting outside of WWE. Right? He's in movies and everything. He's going to be in the next Fast and Furious movie. And, of course, is he ever going to come back to WWE? Probably for, like, Mania season. Just what's your take on John Cena in general? Definitely bigger than the WWE. What do you think? Yeah, he's moved on to bigger and better things. You know, if it wasn't the WWE, there wouldn't be no John Cena. But he had the right mindset to move on and go do something else before something else made him do something else. Yeah. Um, the fact that he got married in a low-key marriage, went to an office, got married, was kind of his persona anyway because Nikki Bella was flashy and showy and you know, had to be in the limelight where John Cena is more reserved and likes a quiet life. Doesn't like pictures, doesn't like social media, just wants to be himself, be kept to himself, don't want to be, you know, you know, he just wants a private life. And some people can have a private life and some can't, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, congratulations to John Cena. Hope he has a long and happy marriage. And uh, hopefully, you know, things last for him. As far as Nikki Bella goes, she got a baby with somebody else. She got a baby daddy. I don't think she's married yet. So, yeah, that I'm not sure. But um, and of course, I think Brian, Daniel Bryan, and Bree have two kids now. He's back, by the way. He came back on SmackDown this week, so he's now back. Daniel Bryan. Any thoughts yeah, on you, that? You talk about you talk about how the star has fallen to Daniel Bryan when he was one of the top wrestlers in the industry, and now he's a mid-carter. Well, didn't you call it because he didn't go to Saudi Arabia? Yes, I did. And now look, and we'll see how they book him going forward, but it'll be interesting. And as for John Cena, if he does come back to WWE, you know it'll be like a WrestleMania thing. Could just be a one-off match. You know he'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. What would be a money mania match for Cena versus Roman Reigns versus, I mean, he did uh, the Rock thing twice. Or is, is that pretty much, has that ship sailed? I think if he comes back to Roman Reigns, I think that would be a slap in the face to Cena, and I don't think he'll do the job again for him to put him over. So that's not the match for Roman Reigns. Um, we already seen him lose to The Undertaker, but people were saying The Undertaker, John Cena. I can't see that match happening. I thought the match with The Fiend in that choreographed thing didn't do anything for anybody. And it was horrible because they tried to duplicate the Boneyard match. I can't see John Cena getting in the ring and wrestling because he hasn't wrestled. So. Just an appearance maybe or Hall of Fame I induction? Think, I think an appearance. We'll see. A lot of people over on No DQ, the, the, the readers and the viewers, really want to see Cena come back and challenge Roman for 
his potential 17th uh, Ric Flair record-breaking title reign, but that's yeah, but, what... You know. But what's this sense of give, giving him the title for him to drop it again when he's got no longevity in wrestling? Why not keep it on Roman Reigns and let him run? Now, yep. if The Rock was going to come back and he was going to fight Roman Reigns, that's the match to make because that would be like a passing of the torch for, like Hulk did for Rock. That would be The Rock passing it to Roman, which makes perfect sense. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see that, too. I was, it'll have to work out with The Rock's Hollywood schedule and his insurance company allowing him to do that. But, yeah, that would be great, too. Um, we talked about Lars Sullivan last week, but we have another return this week that happened during the draft on Raw, and that is Elias. And I've always been a big Elias fan, and they kind of, you know, they gave him some momentum. He had he cut a couple promos where he got some really good, you know how he sings with the guitar, got some really good heat when he makes fun of the city's basketball teams. I think he was in Seattle talking about the Supersonics. He's a fairly decent worker, and he just got crapped on, pushed down the card. And it looks like now that he's back, he's continuing a feud with Jeff Hardy. I'd like to see Elias pushed. I think he could be a decent mid to upper mid card guy. Uh, what's your thoughts? I think they missed the boat on him when he fought Roman Reigns. And I think it was he should have beat Roman or he should have beat Cena. But he had that high going on. And then they used him like, like a J-Bo. And they kind of gave him the uh, Rusev treatment. And... There's a guy who's got all the tools, probably, had a good gimmick, was hot, and they dropped the ball with him. For some reason, he rubbed somebody the wrong way, and that's it. Yeah, Done. I mean, it, it's a shame how they do that with a lot of talent, too, not necessarily Elias. And the thing is, it really costs them from getting the next group of main event guys established. And that's why, you know, no one star can be bigger than the WWE now, and it, I think that hurts their ratings. and. You know, sure, they bring Brock back from time to time. They they try to push like the Roman Reigns. They're trying to do McIntyre. Just nothing feels as epic as it used to be. Just, I think McIntyre, it's their model. McIntyre's had the title for over six months. Yeah. And he has done nothing with it. There's no oomph with him. Well, yeah, you know, during the pandemic. But how do you think even with – if we didn't have the pandemic and we had fans, do you think it would be a little bit different? Because he was a babyface relying on their interactions to his character. Do you think it'd be a little different for him? When they turned him babyface, they turned his career upside down. They should have kept him a heel. There you go. You heard it first from Big Vito LaGrasso. Now, here's an interesting one. Both of these people moved over to Raw during the draft. But, you know, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And they have this pairing with him now, Alexa Bliss. Like she's um, mesmerized by him. Now, ever since Bray became the Fiend, he doesn't work as much in terms of, you know, he always got nagging injuries, so this is kind of keeping him protected. Alexa was known to get a lot of concussions or injuries, right? So this might be a good role for her where maybe she can just play a character, not have too many matches, but maybe once in a while. What's your thoughts on this pairing, and do you think that, that it could go somewhere? I think she came along two years too late because when – they needed Sister Abigail to come. She never appeared. And this is your Sister Abigail. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So do you think it can hold any water at all, like, for both of I them being on be Raw? Raw's kind of... I really do. If they do a haunted house and she gets creeped out and she does some great stuff, I think it could be something cool. 
But I think they really need, like, they need some more parts because when the Wyatt family was going strong and you had, even with Daniel Bryan and the Wyatts, that was a strong foursome. And then once they, they disbanded everybody, like Rowan and then the other kid, and then they should have never gotten rid of these guys. They should have kept them going. They had a great thing. I just think that if they're going to build this Alexa Bliss and The Fiend and do something cool, I think they should do it. Alexa Bliss is doing a great job with it, so why not roll with it? Now, if they can get involved in some girl matches, maybe go after Nia Jack, maybe go after some of the people who screwed over Alexa Bliss. That's a well, good think, direction. What about, what about Alexa Bliss? She's held the titles, the main titles, multiple times. What about Alexa Bliss versus Asuka? I mean, they just had Lana go through a table again, by the way, and win. A, I don't know. I don't know if she went through a table this past week, but no, she did. She did. It's been four yep. times, you know, and she, but she won the Battle Royal, so she gets to face Asuka for the title. But Asuka, strong style, she works kind of stiff. So it's almost like, are they still ribbing Lana here, throwing her into Asuka? They have no, the guys got to remember something. They're limited on how many people they could feed Oscar and what the kind of matches they have. There's not that many girls, and Lana hasn't had a title match, a championship match, so they're giving her a shot. I mean, how many times can you put Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, same old routine until you get somebody fresh to come in or you give somebody brand new the title and let them run through the mill? And they just, they haven't had it. So this is a good way for Lana to get some exposure, show some wrestling, and hopefully do something great. And that match is Monday night, so stay tuned. We'll probably be talking about it next week. All right, Vito, for our last segment, like I like to do every week, have you thought anything this week? Is there anything on Big Vito's mind? Do you want to rehash on any of our topics that we just covered? Have at it, because i like to put you in the main event of this show, Getting Color. I would like to say something that this goes deep. This is, everybody knows about um, the concussion lawsuit. I mean, we're still fighting it, and we have another appeal in. And guys, I, I know everybody, you know, when we first came out, everybody had something to say. There were negativity. And as the years went on, everybody came out of the woodwork, said, yes, I've suffered the same as you, and they've done it. But maybe after their contracts expired, maybe they're not in prominent matches, maybe they're not, you know, under con you know, getting paid like they were. But if the wrestlers would have gotten help four years ago, some of the wrestlers might be here today. It's a great point. And it's sad to say this, you know, like um, Tracy Smothers is having a rough time a bit. I don't know if anybody keeps up on Facebook, right? He's got cancer. He's got a couple other things going on. Um, you know, maybe if he would have gotten help a couple years ago, maybe he wouldn't be in this situation. Joe Laurinaitis, Animal, Legion of Doom passed away. There's somebody who probably could have used some good medical attention and could use some help, but there was no help to be had. And I don't know if anybody knows what it's like to try and afford medical expenses at this, you know, at this time, and you know, and especially with the economy and how things work, and there's no way to get help. 
So, guys, when you look at guys who are passing and look at guys who, who need the help and what's going on in the world, you know, and the WWE doesn't have a good look for this right now, you know, maybe everybody should take a step back and say, hey, you could help all these other charities, but you won't help your wrestlers. Christopher Nowinski wrote a book about concussions in 2003 or four, you know, explaining concussions and he gave a, a valid and good uh, documentary about how he recovered himself and how he went through the mill. And, you know, WWE knew about it because they paid him, they helped him, they financed his, you know, legacy foundation. So why isn't there still help for the wrestlers today when guys need help? And I think yep. it's very sad and it's shitty. And it's coming back in triplicate because maybe the WWE's not making as much money. They're having a hard time. They can't, they don't have a good product. But I think if you make right, I think maybe things will change. So for all the guys out there who do have a problem, step up and get the help. Don't be ashamed. You know, if Vince hasn't called you in five years, guess what, fellas? He ain't calling you. So yeah, He picks and chooses. He picks a few people that will help out. But, yeah, just to try to save face. But 